Well, good morning again, and thanks, Tim, for praying, and uh, really great to welcome you as well, if I, I may, especially if you're new or you're visiting us, and uh, if you're watching online as well, can't be with us uh, this morning, it's great to have you joining us as well. So, are you uh, looking forward to, to March and to knowing the outcome? Uh, are you excited? Do you, do you wake up in the morning and go, one day closer to knowing? Do you, do you do that? You know, do you watch Question Time and you go, wow, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I am so expectant. I am all in with this Brexit thing. It's just great, isn't it? Are you, loving, are you loving Brexit conversations at the moment in, in your house, in the way that I, I do? I mean, some people think Christmas is important, and, and, but I just think Brexit is... Or, or do you feel a bit, a bit uh, like, like this? Um, I've got a cartoon for you. Do you feel a bit like that? Ro- who remembers Roadrunner? Yeah. You know, Roadrunner's running faster and faster and faster, and then he goes off the edge of the cliff. And then he's, he's kind of in, in mid-air before that moment comes when he goes... Do you feel that might be accurate as to where we are? I'm not really trying to make strong political points here. But it does seem, it does seem a bit like that, doesn't it? I, I wonder, you know, uh, in your own life, as, as just we've been reflecting, and, and thank you, Tim with uh, praying for us and with us earlier and, and through, through the celebration so far. I, I wonder if, if it can feel a bit like that for, for you as well. Uh, I wonder if you sort of feel like you're, you know, you're running really, really hard and it's kind of like you run out of road, maybe, and uh, just feel like you've kind of gone off the edge of the cliff. And you're really worried that the next thing that's going to happen is this, is this whoosh. I wonder what it, what it feels like to, to be waiting for things for you at the moment. Um, we're, in, we're in this season of Advent, um, a season when traditionally Christians uh, wait and think about, think about waiting. And it's interesting waiting, isn't it? Whether you're waiting for, for good things or for bad things. Nikki and I are doing some, some morning devotionals together. And the person writing those and talking about waiting was saying that actually whatever you're waiting for, good or bad, it can be quite difficult, can't it? You know, you might be waiting, uh, and, and it's funny how it changes. There may be one or two people waiting here for the birth of a baby themselves. And, uh, and that due date becomes an interesting date, doesn't it? Because, because for the first part of a pregnancy, um, you would realise, all of us, whether you've experienced this or, or not, for the first part, you're quite pleased to tell people what the due date is. Isn't it? Oh, when's it due? Oh, you know, May the 15th. Oh, wow, May, summer baby, that'll be great, won't it, you know? And then you, you get closer and, and you get bigger, I have observed. And, and as you waddle, in the nicest possible way, ladies, as, as you waddle, your, your, your sense... You see, I can do it because I have the waddling already myself. I don't, I don't need to dress up for this one. And, and as, as the waddling increases, so the due date becomes more and more of a... Oh, it's not due until May the 15th. I got six weeks to go. <laughs> and then you get there, maybe. You know, when's it, when's it due? It's due on Tuesday. This thing had better come out. <laughs> We're eating curry every night. 
And then like, like was our experience, again, I'm, I'm sure even if this is not your own direct experience, you've, you've kind of been in the conversations where now the due date's come. And, and the baby seems to have a mind of its own. The baby has not read the paperwork. And so now this due date, which was something you really absolutely massively looked forward to, and you were, you were living in hope and expectancy for, and you were, you were, you were making plans for, and you, were, you bought stuff, and you, got, you, know, you, you spent far too much money in different places, and the, the nursery has been painted three different times because someone decided they wanted to change their minds about the colour. And this due date that was so good and you were living in expectancy of and you were, you were aligning your life with, you were beginning to prepare yourself with expectancy and with a sense of certainty and with a sense of wonder and a sense of joy. This due date now has come and it's now a problem. It was due last Tuesday and, and the midwife has said we can only go for two more weeks before they're going to induce Isn't it funny how, how, waiting, how waiting has these kinds of dynamics to it? When we're real about our faith, as, as again Tim earlier was just reminding us, we must always be so real about our faith. We need to acknowledge that our waiting for God to act and to do things has all of these characteristics and more. We, we, we wait with expectancy and certainty in some parts of our Christian life. We're, we know that there's a promise from God. We've heard it. We've seen it. And we're waiting expectantly. God, yeah, you're going to do that in my life. I'm, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And maybe even someone has been bold enough to give you a bit of a sense of timescale. Such a dangerous thing to do, prophets. <laughs> be faithful if you need to, but be very careful how you do it. got that t-shirt something that was going to be so good something god why the waiting itself becomes difficult you know at first you were lean and fit in your waiting and expectant and then you start to waddle in your waiting oh god when are you going to give birth to this this promise so you start eating spiritual curry I'm going to get up an hour earlier and then God will deliver. I'm going to go to every conference that has ever been known. And then God will deliver. And very frequently, the apparent due date comes and goes. And so now we're, come on God. Or, of course, maybe like many of us have experienced, you're waiting for the thing to even start. Something that should seem so natural as falling pregnant is always beyond you. This waiting thing can be hard work. This is a season when, as Christians in Advent, we are reminded that we can Wait with wonder and with certainty. 
It's a season when we're reminded, as this little diagram uh, some of you will have seen before, reminds us that we are in in in-between times. We should not be surprised that the now and the not yet of the kingdom of God, of God's right rule in our lives, God taking his kingly place in our own lives and in the whole of creation and in the whole of world, the whole of the world and creation, there's a now and a not yetness to it. So there is the first point on that bottom line where the cross has happened. Jesus has broken into history. If you've done an Alpha course, you've seen this diagram. Jesus has broken into history. And so here we are, citizens of heaven. We're up onto that, that top line. We're citizens of heaven. Paul says, you're not sinners waiting to be saved. You're saints. You're a citizen of heaven. But of course, you're a citizen of heaven, temporarily housed still in this world. And we've been saved, as we know, again, from our Alpha courses and other things. We've been saved from the penalty of sin because of the cross of Jesus Christ. One day we will be saved even from the presence of sin. When, God retu- when Jesus returns, God returns, and we are in heaven. We are, the kingdom is here, but right now we are being saved from the power of sin. We are in in-between times. We are in waiting times. So if you're feeling some of the pain and the difficulty of waiting, if you're feeling some of that sense of what does it mean to have this promise and it doesn't quite seem to be there, what does it mean to be, to be waiting on God and wondering about God's timing, then it's normal. You're not an abnormal Christian because of the questions and the doubts that you have. If you want to prove that, I'll give you my list of doubts. I've been going for 55 years. I've got quite a lot of them. If you've got questions, big questions about God, about why he hasn't delivered on what he said he would deliver on yet, then I can join you in that. It's normal to be living in this tension of the now and the not yet of the kingdom. But we can live in this time with wonder and with certainty. Last week, Hills encouraging us to think about about the wonder of what is to come. The wonder of the birth of Jesus. We look forward to that in this season of Advent. But even more, the wonder of Jesus' return. And we can do it with certainty as well. And that's where I want to go just in the next few minutes. Again, back into Luke chapter, chapter 1 and, and the story of Jesus' birth. The very, very beginning of chapter 1, the words coming up on the screen. Listen to, to, to what Luke says. You, you may know these words very familiarly, but let's just let ourselves be taken into them again. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, says Luke, just as they were handed down to us by those who who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything, everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. This is the only place where Luke 
refers to himself. And he uses this Greek word for certainty, asphalion. We'll put it up on the screen. And it's a word that elsewhere is used about, about being secure in prison, even. It's a word about certainty, about security, about reliability, about firmness. If you want to translate this as some others do, Luke says, so that you may know the exact truth of what you've been taught. The exact truth of what you've been taught. This is where God wants to take us. He wants us in this waiting time, in this reality of faith, to have wonder adoration, but also certainty. And so he does it in a girl. He does it in the least expected one, doesn't he? If you missed it earlier, you missed a great thing with some water and Nikki's head and some pencils. You missed me trying to illustrate that a young girl shows us what faith in action looks like. What trusting in God and being certain of God looks like. What do we know about Mary? Well, we have a brief sketch. Father's name, Eli, sister, we don't, uh, called Salome. She has a relative, unspecified relative, named Elizabeth. She's young, she's poor, she's a devout believer in God, and she is deeply in love. And in this girl, in this teenager... God's wonder and God's certainty, God's plan unfolds. First thing that Luke wants us to know, if we just quickly scout our way through the first chapter of Luke, is that God is at work. I haven't got time to put all of the, all of the passages up on the screens for you. Why don't you read Luke chapter 1 as your Advent preparation before we start singing too many carols. Because what you'll find is chapter 1 verse 8, Zechariah was serving as a priest before God. 1.16, your son, he's told, will bring many people back to the Lord their God. The angel Gabriel, verse 19, chapter 1, appears to him and says, I stand in the presence of God. Elizabeth finds herself pregnant even though she's uh, barren, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 25, and she says, God has done this. Chapter 1, verse 26, God sends the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary. Chapter 1, verse 30, he tells us she is highly favoured with God. Verse 32, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. 35, verse 35, the child will be called the son of God. Are you beginning to get it yet? She responds, verse 37, nothing is impossible with God. Verse 47, In her response, my soul glorifies God. Not not yet, Jonathan, just a moment too soon. When John is born, Zachariah's mouth is opened and he worships. Praise be to God. When Jesus is born, what do the angels sing? Hosanna and praise Glory to 
God. Nothing is impossible with God, says the angel, because God sent his angels. God made the barren Elizabeth and the Virgin Mary conceive. God is real. God is active. God is unstoppable, says Luke. Whatever things may seem. God is at work in our waiting. God is certain. God is certain. God is at work. This, I I wonder, is a question. It's a question that we're posing to lots of people who will come into our carol celebrations over the next few weeks. Could it be true? It's also, of course, a statement, as Hills was saying last week. I wonder because of what God has done. Second thing, if you read through Luke chapter 1 as part of your preparation for this Christmas season you're going to find is that Luke wants us to have absolutely certainty in in Jesus. Certainty in Jesus. Again, some verses up for us. Luke chapter 1 verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are called to him, Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, or in other translations, therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Luke says, be certain 33 years after this event, God will not be raising an ordinary man from the dead and elevating him to the position of Messiah, Saviour of the world. His kingdom will have no end because he is the Son of God. His conception is the work of the Holy Spirit. So, therefore... He will rightly be called holy. I was listening on the radio this morning and someone actually as a Christian was helpfully trying to uh, say something about the challenge of, of science and faith or the apparent challenge of science and faith. And I was really sad actually at what she said in the end. She, she actually said... Well, of course, the difference is, you know, science, we're dealing with evidence. She she was trying to say this from a faith perspective. Science, we're dealing with evidence, and in in faith, we're just dealing with, well, faith. So wrong. So wrong. Not true. Scientific method is to take 
Take the evidence, make a hypothesis and test against it. Does the evidence stack up with what you believe to be true? That's basic scientific method, I hope. I'm not a scientist, but if I've got it wrong, I know I'll get emails later. But it's something like that. Does the evidence stack up with what you are saying you believe to be true, what you believe you've observed? And that is the nature of our faith. Luke says, look at the evidence. Mary was a real girl in real time, in real space. She wasn't a glorified, magnificat kind of model of something with a a golden halo. She was poor. She was young. She was frightened. She She was uncertain in many ways. And yet she still found certainty and said yes. Luke is saying... You could go and ask people. And our faith in Jesus is a gift from God, yes. But it's not an intellectual construct. It's based on our experience of God. And of course, Luke wants us also to have certainty in the salvation that Jesus brings. Here we go. As uh, again, we were thinking about last week, the story of Jesus' birth is intertwined with the story of John the Baptist's birth and Zechariah's song. Luke 1, 68, 69, Zechariah sings and prophesies after the birth of John the Baptist when his mouth is opened again, when he can adore again verbally out loud. He says, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And then a little few verses on, 76 and 78. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. This is John the Baptist. You will be a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God. And that is birth as we're going to sing in just a few weeks' time, a couple of weeks' time, the angels sing out, don't they? Luke 2, verse 11. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a saviour. God wants us to be certain. Certain that this Christmas story that we're looking forward to, to celebrate... Is no, is no wondering in a kind of wistful, wondering kind of way, but is the wonder of something that is certain. It's God's action, and we can trust him. It's about who Jesus is, the saviour of the world. And of course, Mary lives it out, doesn't she? Mary lives it out, this waiting, this kingdom now and not yetness throughout her whole life with wonder and with certainty. There's no one in the pages of the Bible who is interrupted in their life more forcibly than 
than Mary. I mean, Abraham, Moses, etc., etc. Many people experience God breaking into their life in the most dramatic ways, but none of them have to carry Jesus inside of themselves. No one is interrupted in quite the way Mary is. But she was not forced to say yes. Just as with every one of us, God gave her a real choice. A real choice. And she said yes. She was certain of God. She kept going despite the opposition and the hostility that she, she would have faced to the, to the pregnancy because she was unmarried. She keeps going, doesn't she? If we know our story, later she's going to meet Simeon at the temple. And, and Simeon will say, "This your heart, your heart, Mary, as a mother, will be pierced because of your child." As we read on through scripture, there is Mary right the way through Jesus' story at the first miracle at Cana when water is turned into wine. Who notices the need? Mary. Who says where to go for the solution, the way of meeting the need? Mary says, go to Jesus. The mother is a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. She is putting her trust in Jesus and who he is. And we read on and at the foot of the cross, when the others have fled, who is there but Mary, mother, follower? There is Mary. And what does Jesus do? He creates the beginning of Christian community, doesn't he? Because he looks at Mary and he looks at the disciple John and he says, now you, now you are family. And after Pentecost, with the coming of the Holy Spirit, Mary is there to see the kingdom of God coming into being. Mary is for us an inspiration and a model. In a world of uncertainty, in a world full of waiting, Mary is an example to us of wonder and certainty embraced. Last week, Hills reminded us that in the face of anxiety, in the face of difficult waiting, in the face of the stuff that is normal as part of the Christian life because of the now and the not yet of the kingdom of God, we have to make a decision. We have to make a choice. We have to choose if we're going to say yes. Nothing is impossible with God. I will put my trust in you. It's easy when, you do, easy when you do a talk like this to make it sound like somehow you're downplaying the significance of the painful bits of waiting. It's easy to sound like you're, you're imagining that, that somehow you can, you can, you know, if you were a faithful Christian, Andrew is somehow trying to say, if you're a faithful Christian, then you would just automatically feel easily able to do this. Well, it's not me. I really pray it's not me who's the one, in a sense, who is before you, but it is the model and the encouragement of Mary, who in the face of hostility and opposition and death, 
was able to say, nothing is impossible with God. Again, last week, Hills was, I think, quoting from someone else in saying that the, the, the antidote or the, 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 the way to handle and deal with deep anxiety is deep adoration, deep wonder. Not in a loose, fluffy, uncertain kind of way, but in a, in a Luke gospel, secure, real, safe kind of way, a certainty kind of way. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it. Romans 13, 12, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Shall we stand if we're able to? can ask the band to come. Um, we've got uh, a really good chunk of time before we need to go uh, and collect children. So uh, I really want to invite us to linger a moment and to wait on the Lord together. And uh, Jamie, I Forgive me for not having you asked this before, but have you got something that we can just sing quietly together about expectancy and waiting and faith and trust? I just... <laughs> Good. No pressure. Yeah. It's all right. Either the Lord was in this or he wasn't. <laughs> No. So, um, I hope that thing I just tried to say a moment or two ago sort of landed about, it can be so easy to, to make it sound like the person standing at the front and, and giving a talk like this um, is, is somehow, in, in, in any way, it could feel sometimes like you're trying to say, well, you know, if you just had more faith, you know, if you just had, I've been able to overcome these massive things in life and... You know, um, I, I hope you heard me so strongly. It's really what the Lord put on my heart. I hope you heard the Lord, the Lord saying through me, or you'll hear him now, saying that, that this ability to wait expectantly, you know, Mary is the best example of expectant waiting, isn't she? This ability to wait expectantly to, to trust with an with a absolute sense of certainty in the secure, reliable work of God is a gift of God. It's not something that you can strive for. It's not something that, that comes to you because you work harder. Yes, you can put yourself in a place through spiritual disciplines 
where God is more able, in a sense, to work in you. You can do that. And if you've not been doing that, maybe that's the thing of this morning for you. That's the Advent thing. Before you start, before we start singing too many carols. But, but it's received as a gift. Faith in this way is received as a gift. That's the only way. It can't, I can't teach you it. We can't, you know, can't give you it in this sense. We can only invite you as followers of Jesus Christ to, to receive as a gift. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would come absolutely again as you have always promised, will always promise, do always promise to do. As you always have come, Holy Spirit, you came, the same Holy Spirit that came and conceived Jesus within Mary. The same Holy Spirit, come now, come now and give us please the gift of certain faith. Give us the gift of being able to wonder and adore and be sure in our God. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you please come? For those who are waiting in in any, whether it's good waiting or bad waiting, would you come? Holy Spirit, only you, only you, please come now. Please come, in the name of Jesus, come. I bless what you're doing in people. I bless wherever... This chimes with what you are doing, God, where there's a kingdom thing going on. I bless where you want to say yes to people. Yes to people. Where you're saying thank you to people for the faith that they have already shown. I bless where there has been trust. I bless where there has been hope put in God. I bless where people are holding on by their fingertips. I bless where even faith is just the size of a mustard seed, but you want it to grow now. Holy Spirit, would you come? So again, in the name of Jesus, I I, I speak blessing. I speak blessing into the waiting that there is in, in this group, this community of yours, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we belong. We belong to you. I pray blessing into the waiting that is, that is going on in this place now. I pray for certainty. Certainty in the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. I pray certainty in the goodness and the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. The one who came and lived on earth is coming again. The kingdom of heaven, the right rule of God is coming. It's near, it's near and it's here, here and near, here and coming into being. And the darkness will be banished, the light will shine, the light will come. This is the certain truth. I speak blessing in the name of Jesus. I speak faith in the name of Jesus. The gift of faith, please, God. 
wonder and certainty. As Jamie just encourages us, if you're not going to want to particularly come forward for prayer, would you just sing this over those who will now want to just come forward? So if God is just touching you and you know it would be a help to you, it would be a blessing, or or you just know out of obedience you need to do it, would you just come forward now and one or two members of the church family will pray for you as the whole of us, still time before we have to go from this place, will sing over these words over you. Would you just come now if you just want increase in faith or you're, you're waiting on God for something, you're wondering why, you want, you're waiting to be expectant, you need certainty, be brave. There's still time, be brave. Let's sing, Jamie. Let's sing together over. Let's pray over those brave enough to come forward. Keep coming. And church family, come and pray quickly today. And let's sing. Can we sing together before we need to leave this place? Let's come and pray with those who've come forward, please. Church family, if you can come. Just pray for faith, the gift of faith. Let's sing over these brothers and sisters in Christ a few more people to come and pray please and also do keep coming if you want to come for prayer if you're having to wait God is in the waiting he wants you to know his presence in your waiting don't don't struggle on your own you don't need to struggle You don't need to hold on just by your fingertips. God is here. Let's sing out over each other.